Dark save for light being cast from the big TV screen and the imminent sunrise that's teasing the one starry sky with whispers of morning. Hey, George. Hey, Lions. How goes it? Uh, I've been dealing with the dark wing lance just all week. It's been it's been a hell of a week. It has. Um, but I, I am sure that your dealings with it will be deeply, richly enhancing with like a narrative like a deep meaningful narrative structure it, you know like it'll come up regularly pew, you know pew, 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 pew. <laughs> that's the narrative of this game pew, pew, yeah pew. yeah <laughs> but we'll get into that with sound but we, <laughs> <laughs> but we we played mech warrior we yes so i need to before we do anything else uh we have played a series of early games that were like either Atari ports or arcade ports and they all have kind of the same crappy feel and I've I didn't I'm not sure that I got your permission on this but I'm I'm putting that style of game as far out to pasture as is reasonable because Mm. they just all feel like rampage right because they were meant to be quarter eaters so when I started playing this game I was like huh this game really feels like it was designed as a computer game just turn to wikipedia ah yes it was a computer game in 1989 and then in 1993 they put it on super nintendo and the ui is almost unchanged so that that made me feel kind of good that just by like simple little design elements i was like dos game dos game dos game yeah it definitely has that feel and and we can get into that with the game mechanics because it 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 translated intriguingly from (laughs) (laughs) from being uh using a keyboard and mouse to uh to you know uh, a a console and i think that that most of the more recent ones have stuck to the console and 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 yeah that's probably that's probably for the best yeah this this is uh according to the first couple sentence of the wikipedia article that is the extent of our research um apparently this is i'm I'm judging you a little bit for just going that far honestly it's i mean this is this this far no father um (laughs) uh this this apparently this franchise is like literally still running like they're making one of these right now and it's going to ship like spring of next year no I, i think um didn't I show you the video to that? Like the, the preview from E3? Uh, yes, just, you did. Yeah. If, if you get a chance, Google that, <laughs> uh, audience, because uh, it, uh, it is everything you need to know about the Mech Warrior franchise, which is basically a wall blows up, a mech walks into dun 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 dun, and it's just explosions. And it's like, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's it. That's the game. That's all you needed. You yeah. Know? Yeah. The entire <laughs> teaser trailer literally if you close your eyes you would believe like when i open my eyes i will be watching a bugs bunny cartoon because (laughs) it's it it is literally that piece of orchestral music and the sound of explosions and i don't i don't this game has like a really serious story but i don't think they're going for that like i think it's supposed to be judge dready over the top like i i don't think anyone is is sitting in their their writer's room like why won't they take me seriously like i i think they know <laughs> that this is very like spectacular to the point of being silly right it's it's i mean it's pacific rim it's gundam for god's sake yeah i mean that's the thing is i think like when, when you look at the different you know core aesthetics right narrative 
ain't <laughs> no. you ain't coming to this game for the narrative. If you are, then God, what what literature do you read that that this is rich by comparison? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what what are your or do you have nostalgia goggles for this? I can't so remember. I don't, have, I don't have nostalgia goggles for this particular game. I recommended that we play something for Mech Warrior, and we had this game. Mm. I played. Um, one of the mech warriors for pc that was actually like true 3d because this is i don't know like faux 3d where yeah. it's you know it's, like it's like, uh, it's, it's ray tracing it's, right it's doom yeah it's doom it's doom 3d um and doom's popular enough that i think that we could just attribute those two things together uh but anyways um now i played one that was like true 3d and actually have a, a fun little nostalgia story which was um you know I, I built my mech out right because you know i had to destroy this like moon base or something like that and i managed to get to the moon base destroyed all of the other mechs that that stood in my way but by the time i had gotten there i had both of my arms and one of my legs blown off <laughs> so i was just and 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 the only thing i had weapon equipped on my torso was one small laser and so i was just <laughs> Holding down the space bar, pointed at this base. It's just like, pew, pew. and then my cousin, who was ten years my senior and had played this game before and knew what he was doing, walked in and just roared at me. And I was like, "What?" And he's just like, "You have one small laser, and you're trying to get a moon base. That would be like me walking up to you with a single wet noodle and going, die, die.' You know, like you, you never, you're going to be here for hours. And so I had to abandon it. And that, that was like very warm. And like, I was like, oh, and, and so I was like, yeah, we should play mech warrior. This is going to be a fun, nostalgic experience. It was not that I did not, I've never played this game. No. So I have, uh, which, uh, is th- this game falls firmly into that. Like, where did I play this camp? Although unlike some of the times, uh, I'm almost positive. This was a rental. Cause I have, that weird, clear mental picture of faded box art in the the window of the blockbuster, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm I may have played this with Brian, but I'm like ninety five percent confident this was a rental. And part of the reason to back that up is because I sat down and I fired it up, and I was like, "Oh yeah, okay, Mech Warrior. What do I do? Where do I go?" Like, <laughs> back advance. It's it's back advance. There, there's just like feelings came back like oh i remember playing this oh i remember driving my mech but like what to do and how to behave in this society did not come back at all so a lot of my experience was just trying to tease that out yes yeah no absolutely uh but quick sign so i'm relatively confident that do you because you, you don't really watch that much american dad but do you remember the older one where um there's the the vacation goo where yes yeah it's uh it's um it's a total recall joke yeah, yeah basically i'm relatively confident that most of your childhood was constructed in one of those because <laughs> well yeah <laughs> because, but i mean you're mr perfect delusion like is there a difference no there isn't <laughs> but you know I, i'm starting to to see some of like the cracks in the illusion where it's just like <laughs> four or five games in a row you're like yeah i i don't actually remember member distinctly and like all of a sudden like you like look back and like you see like the person you know like with the gas mask on like behind you like taking notes and you're like no wait and it like snaps back to you know current frame i'm confident by like season four you know we're gonna be recording this with you in a basement somewhere you know like like no they're after me because i know now so just just something for our viewers to look forward to for a greater narrative you know we 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 used to do the legend of zelda thing 
Yeah. And now we're not doing that anymore. So so yeah. now it's it's now, useful now the, the overarching story is going to be the shadow government agency. That's yeah, hunting you, not me. My memories are real. I'm not a pod person. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Um, so the the one other thing I want to mention about this, uh, just because uh, I was spending so much of my playthrough trying to reconstruct what to do, and just moving through this uh, goo induced cloud of feelings, apparently. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I've been I've been really busy at work. This is a, October is a busy time of year for me. So uh, when we we decided we were going to play this, I was like, oh okay. And then I kind of looked at my calendar and I was like, Ehh! right, like the the, the <laughs> collar the little collar tug. Um, so I sat down to play it on a day that was not a good day at work, and literally thirty seconds into it, I was like, this game is dumb, and I hope everyone who worked on it is dead or currently in the process of dying because it's terrible, and everyone involved in it should be forgotten and feel bad for all of eternity. And then the next day, like I had a perfectly normal day and I was like, okay, I kind of, I see what this game's about a little bit. Like this is, this is fine. And then like, I had another bad day and I was like, I hate everyone who worked on this game (laughs) and I definitely want them all to die. And I like that happened a couple of days in a row where I was like, Ooh, this is weird. Why, why is this, this game like an empty vessel into which I am pouring <laughs> the quality of my work day. <laughs> like it, it's just a bizarre, like I, I had to intentionally play it on days that were like not super stressful at work so I could try and give it a fair shake. Well, and I think that's interesting because I think there are games that are that where they are like kind of like you said the empty vessel because there are definitely some games like for example for me for like super mario world right where that's that's always just going to slowly tick up your stamina meter right and then there are games like overwatch which will always slowly tick down your sanity meter you know like like it it can be you stress but it's going to be stressful right um but then there are some games where you're just like this game is (laughs) well what, what what do I need to play this game? Only what you bring with you, you know. Like, it's just it is the baggage that you have for that day, which it's it means it's is as long as you know that, then it's like oh well. If I had a great day, I'm gonna go home, I'm gonna play some Mech Warrior. If I had a crappy day, I'm gonna go home and not play some Mech Warrior because that's just gonna make it way worse. Which I I wasn't thinking about this when I originally jotted this into my notes to share the story with you, but uh, when you think about it, that you play like a dude who's like a pseudo military pseudo mercenary right he like pilots this mech and murders people for money with it like Mm -hmm. i wouldn't want that guy to go into work if he was in a crap mood (laughs) right yeah you would totally want him to like show up and do his job not show up and be like well i needed to destroy the military base so i also destroyed the surrounding town even though that town was named women and children only (laughs) i figured you know just to be safe like you don't want that dude going into work if he is in a crap mood so maybe this is actually like a really fantastic design implementation yes yes i'm sure i'm sure that everybody who worked on it were like how can we make a game that really embodies the mercenary experience not hey what if we made Gundam, <laughs> but but <laughs> legally distinct from, so we don't get sued? Um, with that in mind, uh, this leads, I think, nicely into visuals. It's a clean transition. I'm happy with it. Yeah, no, I mean, I'll, I'll ship it. I'll let this episode get out there. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so uh, visuals, and as as normal, we we have visuals for the sake of visuals, and visuals in service of gameplay. Visuals for the sake of visuals. I was nonplussed but also not impressed right yeah they're for this era they are uh 
what you would expect. My problem with the visuals was actually how often the visual language let me down. So when you're, you're, cause I mean, the, the vast majority of the game is you are in your uh, mobile suit Gundam and you are destroying other mobile suit Gundams. And that's like, that's what you do. That's the game. Right. Mm-hmm. So that all happens in that like faux 3d ray tracing and the super Nintendo like struggled a little bit to do that with like a high level of fidelity. So when stuff is up pretty close, it actually looks pretty good. When it's out at like medium distance, it looks okay. When it starts to get beyond medium distance, it's just a mass of sad pixels that is indistinguishable from any other mass of sad pixels. And that that's where I I was kind of like, oh, well, you know, this, this visually is looking kind of clunky. The visual things that bothered me, like that I took note of, were actually very beautifully rendered and just wrong. So like <laughs> when you finish a mission, it's the guy in like his you know, mobile suit Gundam suit. I guess you need to wear special pajamas to pilot this thing. And mm-hmm. he's holding like a laser rifle. Why is he holding a laser rifle? Like he, you didn't, you're, you're not, a, <laughs> you're not like an infantryman. You are in the friggin' Gundam. Like why, why are you doing that? And then when you lose a mission, it shows you the most horrifying face of terror, right? Just like these, great staring eyes and this gaping horror filled mouth. Like it's it's like visual, like the artwork is fine, but it's just like, why I didn't die. Like, why do I look this horrified? I didn't win with that laser rifle. Why do I have this laser rifle? (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely both of those were like odd, odd choices. And again, like, like just the the things that, that, you know, as I said, like added to my confusion, right. Was like, like little, little things like that kind of build a background of discordance. Um, I felt like, and we'll touch on this more during, um, during gameplay, which is the, but as we've talked about before, is that sometimes there's a keystone, right. That, you know, if it, if it's lifted out or if there's a problem with it, the entire things come down. And I think that, that the thing that we can't, we continually will circle around with this is pacing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, this game has just up and down garbage pacing. We can talk about that more in mechanics, but the problem is that there's a tremendous amount of information that's provided to you via your, your basically your HUD, which actually, and a HUD is, I think, a good choice for this game because it is a literal, like, you're in the cockpit. It makes sense to have an yeah, actual Yeah, it's, it's literally the instrument panel that's in front of you. Right. Perfect. That's that's fine. Ship it. Love it. Love everything about it. But the problem is that you get dropped into this planet and immediately start to get wrecked by like other mechs. So you're just immediately like turning around and just like hammering whatever button makes things die. And so like <laughs> I'm sure that had like a bunch of really cool, interesting information on it. You know, that really helped me like get into like being the 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 mech warrior. But I never got to see any of it because I was so busy firing pixels at other pixels. Because, as, as you as you mentioned, is that like as things get further and further away, they get poorer and more and more poorly rendered, which is again entirely understandable for the hardware. But if that's if that is the case, then they should have built the game for more in close quarters combat, right? But if if one of those mechs is up in your grill enough to see how pretty the the artwork is then you have screwed up sir because he is correcting your you know business (laughs) so good save so thank you (laughs) uh i have uh i realized on one of my good days playing this 
<laughs> that I basically played this game through the HUD and the mass of stuff on like through my windshield was secondary. So if you if you use the radar effectively, you could actually have the entire part of the screen with the the like the glass like where you're looking out through the front of the mech basically blacked out and still be victorious generally especially speaking. With home, homing missiles especially. Yes, especially with those because when you are close enough to an enemy that the guns you have equipped can hit them, you get a nice little green reticle around them. And if you're using homing missiles, the one true weapon, then you don't even have to be a very good shot because I mean it's got homing right in the name. So right. Uh, if you know vaguely which direction they're in, which the the little satellite radar thing will give you, and then you know more precisely where they are because of the little reticle, like, oh, they're actually close enough for me to shoot them, you can kind of ignore everything else. And I found the more I played it and the more I was starting to like kind of get into it, the more I was just relying on those gauges of information and not what my eyes were actually showing me and and i definitely agree with you i think that the hud is basically kind of all that you need but i think that what they're trying to sell you on is again like being the mech warrior and the fact that like even if you were to look at like screen ratio as far as what they think you should be paying attention to like about a quarter of it is your hud and the rest of it is the the on-screen details so again i I just I, I'm a lot of times like if some if they make a choice where I'm just kind of like well you know what that that's fine it's maybe not my cup of tea then I won't like kind of give it negative marks in my mind but when they make a choice that's in clear conflict with what they're trying to do and has an easy solution it confuses me and again like it's it's just kind of like if you know your game looks like garbage when you're trying to do long range fighting then why do you make the primary method of fighting long range you know. Yeah, I mean that that's those kinds of design decisions whenever the visuals completely fall down for a design decision like oh we do all this long range combat everything looks like a mess when it's out at long range. Yeah, but that's how the PC version did it, right? And that's right. that's where those kinds of things I'm always like like this this is why ports have the sort of stereotype around them that they do because people are like, well, that, so that game was already good. And then you just ported it to a less powerful piece of hardware. And now it's less good, right. Or, <laughs> or at best it's like comparable. Cause you found ways around the limitations of this weaker hardware. Right. I mean, it's the exact same thing with arcade games. Like you have these super powerful custom computers. They bring them to the friggin' Nintendo or Atari or whatever. And it's a, one one hundredth the power is shadow yes yeah. a mere shell of what it once was <laughs> yeah and, well, so and also, I, I don't think it ruins the experience but it definitely makes it less like cinematic i mean it's just like ah my i fired my blob at your blob and then your blob turned into a bunch of small blobs that represent an explosion <laughs> well yeah i mean it, it'd be kind of like you know getting all geared up to go to disney world and instead you go to disneyland you know it's like <laughs> take that california yeah. <laughs> but no i mean and also too you know because one of the things i was thinking of is that when i was f- firing at a random pixel you know um desperately hoping that my homing missiles would get the job done <laughs> is what i thought and i don't i don't know if this would be i feel like this would not be 
more hardware intensive or not to the point where like the super nintendo couldn't handle it but basically if, if something is beyond mid-range right where it really starts to look like crap right just just represent it as a little dot a little smudge and then put a little green box around it and then have an expanded box like out to like the right that gives you like the zoomed in view you know mm. you know because that would look cool you know because it's like your high-tech computer is like zooming in on this like far-off object it's like this is what it actually looks like this is what your missiles are hitting oh it's arm blew off you know like all of that would be really super engaging you know and then once it gets to a certain point of closeness then you just get rid of that you know because it's close enough to the point where the computer your mech computer wouldn't need to compensate anymore yeah no i and uh i don't know if you realize this but that's actually kind of already happening and just not in a way that solves this problem. So they, they came up with that solution and then didn't implement it. (laughs) (laughs) You mean with the, the, the mech at the bottom? Yes. At the HUD? Yeah. Which is always the same scale, regardless of your distance to it. And it shows you which parts of the mech you're doing damage on. So take that part of the HUD, put it on the screen. And now you have a super camera that's zooming in, right? Maybe, maybe they tried something like that or they considered something like that. And with more than a couple of mechs in front of you, it's just way too busy because in the corner, it only does that for the one you're hitting. So if you are not firing your weapons, that part of the screen just has nothing in it where it's, it's just, it's mostly empty. So if you had the camera version of that visual, it would be displayed all the time. As long as they were in your field of vision and at, you know, between distance a and distance B. So maybe processing power or just maybe too much visual clutter, but they did, they kind of agree with you. Like, what if we just showed it full resolution all the time? Right. And that's, that's the thing though, is that then, then the issue then comes back to the keystone pacing, right? Which is that because everything's so frantic, you know, like on the screen, I, I, you know, like I, I saw that and I was just kind of like, oh yeah, that, that, that's kind of neat, but it's not like kind of, it doesn't pop. It's not eye catching, you know? So like, I just kind of saw that and I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's the mech that I'm damaging. But then I would focus back onto the screen again, because I kind of, because of the way they're represented. Now, again, if, if the HUD was like half of the screen or, or better yet, if like, even if they wanted to represent on the HUD, which is totally legit, if they moved that part like to the bottom right and then made it like a quarter of the screen, mm-hmm. you know? like bigger saying like this is this is what you're looking at then i would know so they (laughs) the developers should be leveraging the screen with how much you should be paying attention to it to like harken back for example to oregon trail where like three quarters of the screen is your hud because that's what you should be paying attention to Mm -hmm. one quarter of the screen is the crappy little animation of the ox pulling a cart which is just there for for flavor right so it seems like they were like, well, the HUD is going to be the crucial thing that you absolutely need to be looking at. And then they said, but let's make three quarters of the screen this uh, the something that's not that. And then let's also set the pacing up to 11. So that way you can't glance. Like the time it takes you to glance at your HUD and glance back up, you kind of lost a whole lot. Let's do all of that. And let's just throw all that together. And it's like, ooh, no, none of that's going to work out well. Um, another side note, uh, this is just kind of a pet peeve of mine. I don't know when when I've like honed in on it, but now every time I see it, I'm just kind of like, this is not great. And also, it's it's uh, oh, what was it? De- not developing for for disability, right? Mm-hmm. Which is um, dude, getting firing and or getting hit by lasers is seizure inducing. It just the whole screen flashes white. I don't feel like it adds anything. I think it would be better to have the screen rumble. 
you know? Yeah, that's way more computationally intensive. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree with you that the flashing is jarring, but I, I don't think it flashes so fast or for so long that it's uncomfortable. And I, I don't mm. mean because there, there is actually a measurable amount of flashes that is considered a risk for someone who has mm-hmm. uh, propensity for seizures. And I, I know it's nowhere close to that because that is way faster than you think it is. But I mean, like, even if you don't have uh, that kind of health consideration, flashing lights are still annoying. But I, I just don't feel like even when I was getting wrecked and I'm just surrounded by dudes laser in my face, I just I didn't feel like it flashed that fast. And because you lose life so fast, you if you're seeing a lot of flashing, you're not going to see it for long because you're about to die. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I agree with you that it's not my favorite way to convey that kind of information to just literally flash the entire television screen solid white. But it didn't. It didn't bother me so much as I just don't like it. It's just like, yeah, okay. It's it's like, uh, you know what it is? It's like 90s action cartoons where Batman would punch the Joker, but they can't actually show his fist loosening his teeth. So like three frames before it makes contact, the whole screen flashes white. And then when it comes back from the flash, he's like, the Joker's like getting knocked to the ground already. It's way worse. It's way worse. It makes everything look hyper violent. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, no. It, it looks like like literally he hit the Joker so hard that like his you know retinas detached. You know, like <laughs> yes, it's just. I mean, we've both been we both done done some martial arts, man. I think we've both been popped hard enough to where you see that white flash. So it feels like every time he hits him, he's hitting him that hard. It's like I've been hit a number of times, but only a handful of times have I seen that white flash, and that's when I got laid out. Yeah, and I like to believe that uh, the Batman does not do things in half measures, and he is actually going for that level of damage every time but do i want to you know sit in front of a game for several hours and see all of that flashing eh maybe not maybe I, you know I, what it is it's it's we just we need to get good because if, if you're seeing any flashing it means you you done screwed up it, um <laughs> if you're seeing any flashing you've screwed up name of your sex tape <laughs> so um anyways not sure if that's going to stay in the episode. But, no, that's, uh, so, that's totally staying. And us debating whether or not we're going to leave that in. <laughs> this is all just going out live to tape. Excellent. Love it. Love everything about it. No, I think that um, the, 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 the white flashing is, um, or the, 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 the screen flashing, that is my uh, walking sound effect. You know, yeah, no, like, I, it, that that checks out. It is annoying enough to deserve that title. Yeah, where it's just kind of like every time I see it, I'm like, well, I don't like this. I mean, you know, like, and and I'm sure there are a lot of like. There, 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 to me, there are just so many different workarounds, including none, just none workarounds. Just give it a sound, you know. Like I'd rather that than like being accosted by that. Yeah, um, or or uh, because you have a HUD, uh, and because when you take damage, your mech on the HUD already flashes like a red yellow. Um, mm-hmm. th- there you go. There's there's your flashing, Damn. but it's not the whole screen. It's just the arm or the leg or the torso. You know, whatever part's taking damage. Um, I, I will because we're we're crapping pretty hard on the visuals here. Um, I did actually really like that the different planets had like dramatically different appearances, although mm-hmm. there doesn't seem to be any significant mechanical differences. Um, so it's just like 
oh, this planet looks different. But honestly, like from a visuals standpoint, like because you have to, you spend all of your time in combat, it's kind of nice to have this like, oh, now I'm on ice planet Hoth. Now I'm on Tatooine. You know, now it's like very clear. And, you know, now I'm on Waterworld with Kevin Costner. Like it's just really (laughs) obvious when you're in a specific planet. And I assume after playing for a while, you probably start to just kind of internalize this. Like, like, Oh, that's the ice planet. That's the desert planet. That's the water planet. And, and I, I, I agree with you. I really did like those visuals. I would have liked them more again, Keystone pacing. If I got to <laughs> see more of them at a shot. Um, but yeah, I did. I did really like that visuals for the sake of visuals. I do have a positive note for visuals and service of gameplay, which is um, on the menu select screens. They actually gray out or fuzz out options that are not applicable you know and i i I like that i like that it's just kind of like you know for example like you can't go to a mission before you select the mission you want to do so that's just not an option you know so you're not like hammering like what why won't this go what do i do you know yeah and and i agree with you that that is a a good way to convey that information like this button is disabled you right you literally cannot press this button right it's not that you can press it and nothing happens it's that you literally cannot press it what I think is hilarious is that this game is supposed to take place in like the year like 3026 or something and 20XD6. 30XD6. Um, 30XD6. But then it's uh, these are like CRT monitors that have <laughs> that have snow because they're not getting a signal like like, oh, you didn't tighten the coax on the back and now it's all fuzzy. Like it's just it's it's just one of those those visual cues. Like when you you pick up your smartphone and the the icon for the phone still looks like a nineteen twenties freaking like giant handset that you would get installed by AT and T into your house. Like it's like you don't own the phone, you're renting it from the phone company. Like this yeah. the snow on the the monitors the little displays that you can't select is that it's just they might as well just be <laughs> laser discs and telegraphs yeah no and i think that's that's a, a very fair point because it's the the one type of that thing that always stands out to me is uh in star trek whenever they need to like show that somebody's like overwhelmed or overworked they're carrying like 20 data pads you know <laughs> from point a to point b it's like <laughs> How many books are you reading? It's, it's one of two things. It's either, A, how little storage data is there on that? Because it's way less than my phone, you know? And then, or, or two, my God, how many books do they expect you to read? Because that would be trillions of books. The entire sum of human knowledge is like, <laughs> oh, I got I to gotta read all of this by Wednesday. It's like, oh, my God, are you, like, jacking into the Matrix? Like, Yeah. No, it's definitely – it's a visual affordance that – even if you had never, because I mean, for a lot of like, if you gave this to a kid right now, there is a chance they have literally never seen snow on a television. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, why would they, right? If you give a teenager a phone today, they've probably never seen an actual like yeah. the phone symbol that's representing, unless it's like in an old movie. Yeah, and and they would they have enough cultural knowledge to recognize it. Like, I think someone would see the snowy monitor and be like oh, I can't select that one. I guess that means like out of order or disabled, right? And they would piece it together just like you would expect a good visual affordance to be pieced together. Uh, the only thing I just can't get over is like how it dates it, right? Like yeah, old some sure. some old sci-fi, you can tell like, oh, this is from the 70s. Or this is from the 80s. This is from the 50s because there's that one like linchpin assumption in that decade that they just made Chrome 
in the future. And it's like, yeah. like uh, back my my favorite example of this has got to be, and we're way far afield here, but I don't care because this is funny. <laughs> my favorite example of this has got to be in Back to the Future Two when they go into like Future Marty's house and he gets fired. And there's fax machines all over yeah. the house that are integrated into the house. Like the home of the future will just have fax machines <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. And yeah. so it's oh, like man. they were they were forward thinking enough to believe that like communication technology would become like ubiquitous and commonplace, but they still thought it would be a dot matrix fax machine. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I, I know that with some forms that I fill out for for the lab, where they're like, "What's your like like government forms? Are like, what's your phone number? What's your fax number? For fax number, I just put dash because I'm like, don't 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 fax us. Why would you ever do that? Like, we, we have one, but no. <laughs> yeah, but but still no. Yeah, no, and that's that. Yeah, no, a great example. But do you do you have anything else for visuals? I do, I do, and this will be, I think, a, a good uh, transitional note to end on. So when you finish a mission and it says mission complete you you don't like you lose control right like the second that last mech is defeated or if you there's a few missions where you have to like pick up an object once you complete the mission um your mech uh through forces that are not described or explained rockets straight up into the sky and i cannot see that visual and take it seriously because it's (laughs) just like uchi visual it's it's just so ridiculous. It's just like mission complete. <laughs> well, it is is absolutely like mission complete. I have to return to my home planet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Poochie died on the way back to his home planet. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just every single mission cuz at first I was playing this game and I was just utter rubbish and like I did start to like kind of get my vibe going. So I was seeing the success visual more and more often and every single mission I was just like, "Oh man, I barely made it by the skin of my teeth." like oh god it's just so and i just this this is why i think this might be a good transitional note because i desperately wanted there to be a sound effect of like boop 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 (laughs) yeah no agreed um as far as sound goes as you know i've got my my troglodyte ears so you know i i i I tried my best to to find some some good good music notes um (laughs) The the one thing that I, I found was that um, there's a with most of the background music there's a very consistent drum like beat which is uh, would be very is, is very on theme yeah yeah very military military themed however um, at the end of each phrase um, it incrementally has a key shift which tends to build tension in the background with that type of music um, which I felt uh, harmonized really well with the uh, the militaristic beat to kind of like build tension as well. You uh, you done patting yourself on the back over there? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. More to come. I'm really, really disproportionately proud of myself. Actually, no, that that's legit. And actually, um, so I I had a a weird remark on the music in this, which is, uh, the tunes seem pretty thoughtful and like pretty well like on theme um there's there's a little bit of music that plays only when you're starting a mission that like builds the tension there's the background music during the mission there's like the different music when you're on your star base when you're on the death star whatever um yeah. so like there's and and it all has this kind of like drumbeat military through line like very you know like kind of four four you know you could play it with a snare um <laughs> the one thing that i 
thought was interesting, and I can't remember if I've ever felt this way about any of the other games that we've played, is uh, the audio in combat matters, right? Like, they're trying to feed you useful information. Now, granted, in a modern game, they would probably do some kind of, like, stereo panning, so it's like, I'm getting shot from the left, I'm getting shot mm-hmm. from the right, because the audio is coming from that direction. I don't think they could reliably do that at this time. I I'm, I know the technology exists, but I don't think they could re- reliably do it. And it certainly didn't sound that way, um, or at least not dramatic enough that I was like, oh, they're doing it. Um, but what I did notice is uh, the music ducks considerably under the sound effects. So when you land, you're like, like, aha, there's, there's this like military music and like I'm off to combat. The second you start firing or getting fired upon or more likely both of those things are happening at the same time, the music almost fades out entirely, which is like almost a bummer. Like, cause it's good, like on theme music and it's just completely fades out under the sound of lasers and pew pew and and it's like. Yeah, I know I need to hear these noises to help me stay on top of what's happening combat wise, but but like can I can I turn the radio up like a little bit? Like <laughs> like it's on like a two, can I turn it up to like a three and a half just so I can like kind of recognize the song without having to like lean my head against the door speaker? Like, I don't know. It's just it's weird how much the music specifically ducks under the sound effects. See, and now that I feel like is a is a missed opportunity for the game, right? Because you know, and and to be fair, this is this is not like speaking poorly of the game. No, I don't think any real games at the time did did stuff like this. Like like with like Fallout, where you know you have your Pip Boy and you can turn on the radio and stuff like that. But how awesome would it be, right? If there was like a uh, and and again, you'd have to like maybe dedicate a button to it. I'm not even sure how the UI would work. But how awesome would it be, just theoretically? Start with the concept of like like you know the idea is that you know you're 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 the mech warrior and you're sitting there listening to the radio you know and so that's like what's coming through and so the idea is that like as like things are like hitting you and whatnot like that's louder than the radio so like the idea is it's just kind of like you're like oh man you know i've got to focus on all this sort of stuff so that's typically that's probably why they're doing it is the idea is it's like all right you know you've got the background music but then that fades out in your mind as you're focusing like you're the consummate you know you're the mech warrior but what if they also had the option to where you could be the renegade mech warrior who like when they're getting hit really bad they just crank the music up to 11 you know so so what this this uh demeanor this you know like screw it i'm just gonna you know turn it crank crank my tunes kind of attitude always makes me think of is uh i don't know how long it's been since you watched cowboy bebop all the way through but do you remember You never watched Cowboy Bebop at all or all the way through? All the way through. I've gotten like a few episodes into it every time. And then just something happens where I just fall off of it. But anyway. Oh, man. So there's 26 episodes. They're each roughly 25 minutes. So you could do it and give or take 13 hours. Um, I'm now going to kidnap you and make you watch Cowboy Bebop all the way through because it's. I'm down. Yes. Yes. Okay. So plans for this weekend. Um, (laughs) Wait, what? What? Um, okay, so there's an episode of Cowboy Bebop that you would have known about if you were a good person uh, called Heavy Metal Queen, and it's like one of those ridiculous like truckers in space, like as mm-hmm. if trucking would be done exactly the same way when we have space travel as it's done on a planet. As it's um, done on fax machines? Y- yes, exactly, right? More more of that, <laughs> like, but this is done on purpose. It's it's silly for the sake of silly. Like, oh, they, they're just like truckers we know. But there's a, a part of the episode where 
this cargo has leaked out of this truck and it's all these like um kind of like pill looking containers and they're all unbelievably explosive and so they need to they're in space so they're just like floating around inside of this area that they're in and Faye is like oh i need to use the little clamp arms but i have to be really careful because if i puncture one of them everyone will die and the heavy metal queen who's one of the truckers is like yeah i mean i guess you could be a wuss about it or you could just go for it and she just cranks the music up and like this like (laughs) super crazy like heavy japanese like death metal and she just like cranks it up super loud on the stereo and Faye's like this is not helping but like, like that's the attitude like I wish you just had the option for, right? Is that right. you You could just be like, I'm the mech warrior. Like, I don't need to pay attention to what I'm doing. I need to pay attention to these dope-ass beats. Like, oh, that, man, you that know would be... be that, that, I mean, that's very way more PC than Super Nintendo, but like, come on, come on. Oh, yeah, man, now, now that we're just building this this new game out that <laughs> it should have been, you know what they could have done is, is what if there was like a hero select, you know, where you could be like the... <laughs> the consummate you know like marine professional and they could have like like little things like you know like the marine professional has like better targeting or something like that whereas like the the you know rogue like it costs less for them to repair it because they do all the repairs themselves you know stuff like that right but like how how fleshed out and real would the world be if if the rogue character or whatever also like their music didn't duck out it got louder the more damage (laughs) they took like Little things like that would have, I would that would have been delicious, man. Like I would have just eaten that up. But that's I I wouldn't be surprised to find out the more recent Mech Warrior games have pilots in addition to different mechs that they pilot with that kind of stuff in there. This time in history, like I, you know, we cannot possibly ding them for not doing that. Um, but yeah, just give me just I mean to to bring this way back to audio, like just just give me. If you're going to write good music, like give me more of the good music. Don't don't let me know that somewhere off in the distance good music is playing, but thank God I have all these explosion sound <laughs> effects. Like it's just it it's it's a gen so much terrible music in in video games and just in the world in general. Like if you're going to have well-executed music, like let me hear it. For sure, for sure. One of the things for um sound effects though, uh that that and I'm not saying this to aggravate you although i hope it does um is is this is one of the times where i actually did feel that the the walking sound effect kind of added to it it wasn't really obnoxious because it wasn't like high pitched or grating or anything like that and it did to me like i feel if it wasn't there it would have it, it did give you the the feel that you're walking as a mech not driving you know around so i I felt like it it added to like like the yes i'm in the huge mechanical robot because it's making this huge thud with every step that i take and i did feel that that actually added to the immersion yeah and i can do you one better um not only does it feel appropriate because you're in this giant gundam um brought to you by gundam but uh (laughs) but i i think that uh, some of the missions, particularly the earlier missions where you, you're kind of more green, you're like new to this, there's fewer enemy mechs that you have to destroy. Sometimes you have probably two to eight seconds before you engage your first enemy. And once the guns start firing, if the walking around noise is even happening, you can't hear it because there's all of this gunfire noise. And I kind of like the like 
I'm not my my fingers are on the triggers because I know I'm about to take a bunch of human lives, but I'm not firing my gun yet. So all I can hear is the sound that this gigantic death machine makes as it's like on patrol. And then once combat is entered, of course, it's still making noise, but I can't hear it because all of my attention is on. Are my rockets landing? Did that laser just hit my armor? So like, I, I actually agree with you that there is a a strong immersion benefit to not only having the noise but then when the noise goes away like you're kind of aware of its absence because like you're now hyper focused on this other thing so yeah this may be the first like not just okay walking noise but like good walking noise that we've encountered and if you can put up with that i'll just slap on my ray-bans and deal with the the laser flashes brought to you by ray-ban <laughs> i just i'm really now trying to get sponsorship through ray-ban i i've decided like that's yeah that's gonna be a new thing no, so, I, I would take some free Ray-Bans. Give me free Ray-Bans. Do it, do it, do it. Uh, all we need... <laughs> so if anybody with Ray-Ban watches the show, just get in contact with the normal ways. Go outside of your house. <laughs> but, uh, you, I would love to see that news story. Like, you know, like CFO of Ray-Bans arrested yesterday for screaming. We'll sponsor you for Ray-Bans. But then we'd know, though, just to be fair. Just, I mean, We would we, know, but he's just waving armfuls of glasses around in the air. <laughs> I love what but, you're uh, doing. Do, Your critiques um, are fantastic. <laughs> do you have anything else for sound? I don't. Uh, I think all day I've been thinking about when we eventually discussed the walking noise. And we've done that now. And I can now rest easy. Excellent. Well, in that case, we can finally get to uh, the piece de resistance. Um, the pacing. The pacing in this game. <laughs> I, I, okay. It's it's just, it's it's impressively bad although to be fair the, i i think that this is the best analogy it's the kentucky derby of video games right go on so the kentucky derby is actually um i believe it it currently is like generally considered to be the record holder for the longest build to shortest time actually competing right oh right because it's it's days or maybe even weeks of lead up and analysis and how's this jockey how's that horse and then the race is probably like 45 seconds exactly so even like even with any other sports game or anything like that the game itself lasts for i mean at least at an hour you know whereas this like bam 45 seconds it's done you know and i felt that that's an apt analogy for this game because you know you spend a whole bunch of time repairing your mech and then outfitting your mech and then determining eh, what mission you want to do and then haggling over the price for the mission which doesn't work a lot of the times no and then like, that is an interesting mechanic though i'm i'm kind of interested that they threw that in i'm frustrated by how seldom it seems to matter at all right yeah so so like all of that goes down you're like all right all right let's do this oh it's over yeah blam 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 <laughs> mission complete or blam 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 you died yeah exactly i was like oh all, all, all right and because of like because the the the, the fight pacing is so fast like i've said before is that like you know you you can't really appreciate a lot of the visuals a lot of that kind of stuff that's going on and on top of that you know i i kind of felt that it detracted from a lot of the really interesting mechanical choices that they make out of combat because at some point i was like yeah i don't really care i just want to i just want to shoot some stuff for more than like two minutes so fine whatever i'll take this mission sure pay me whatever i don't care like i just want to just repair the ship what he's like do i need to re-outfit it do i need to get better weapons i don't know maybe but it doesn't matter right now like let's just let's just go fight and and do a thing you know so i felt that that caused some substantial issues yeah which 
I didn't feel that quite as bad as you're describing, although I was definitely aware of it because it's impossible not to be. <laughs> but but it feels a little bit on theme, right? Like as a soldier, most of your life is being a person who's waiting to go be a combat soldier, right? Like mm-hmm. if if all day every day you are in active combat, then when you get home, all day every day will be in therapy dealing with all of the time you spent with bullets whizzing by your head and sending your bullets whizzing into other people's heads, right? Like it it would be emotionally unsustainable to be in real combat full time. That being said, <laughs> it, it is a video game and I would totally accept like a checkbox that lets me auto repair. Like when I get back from a mission, if I have enough money, just oh, just repair it. Just don't make yeah. me go to the repair shop and say that I need to repair it. Like let me do things that will optimize for time in combat if that's what I want to get out of this. But I do feel like the dichotomy of preparing for combat vastly overwhelming time in combat is kind of appropriate it 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 is i mean like i can definitely say you can definitely say that it's 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 on theme the the problem is in my opinion it, where, where it starts to fall apart from that is that the the pacing is so off like in the battle itself right like even if the battle was like you know two or three minutes long or something like that right but it wasn't the whole time like, oh, God, and, you know, like, just like, like, blow up the mech, whatever, right? Then I could, I could deal with the, the, the depth out of combat because we're, we're really – what, what the other note that I have here, which leads in nicely, which is like all of the, these options and, and mechanical nuance just make me wonder why I should give a damn, you know? <laughs> <laughs> because the, the issue is it's like, okay, well, how much does your mech weigh? Because that can change how fast it moves. What's your weapons output? Because that can change, you know, like what, what range you can – commit to combat right um you know lasers you know like those those have infinite ammo but then the the missiles they have limited ammo so you may want to switch between those two um you know like like uh heat sinks you know like oh well lasers build heat though so you may want to build you know and all of that's great except for the fact that then none of it seemed to really matter because you know like it's like oh well you know you weighed down your mech with armor it's like great i don't really need to move Anyways, I'm just going to sit here and shoot at people. It's like, oh, well, your lasers are over. I'm never using, I'm never using lasers. I'm just going to use the homing missiles. So just all, all of, me up with those, I guess. All of those mechanics feel like they are thematically appropriate, that they're like, oh, you need to be aware of this, and you need to be aware of that. The problem is in the actual gameplay, they didn't execute to a variety of missions because mm-hmm. you can have, once you acquire enough money, you can have more than one mech at a time, which presumably, like, this is my heavy fighter mech. This is my, like, light and spry, you know, nimble mech, right? And if there were different mission types, which it acts like there are, but there aren't, but there aren't. They're, they're just all <laughs> combat. But if there was a mission type which was, like, you have to get from point A to point B, or you have to safely, es- like, an escort mission. Escort, or you, yeah, you ha- escort a convoy. Yeah, yep. you whatever. Like, you're, you're a guard. You're not trying – you're not looking for combat. You're trying to avoid it, right? So, or, like, you, you have to destroy – you just have to destroy a target. So engaging with mechs is – ancillary like like you don't get penalized for it but there's no reason to like that would be a reason to have like well i need a super fast mech because i don't need to deal with these guys at all i'm just gonna run in blow this thing up and then 
in and boop, 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 you know? <laughs> yeah, and, and because every single map is about the same size, right, they're laid out very differently in terms of, like, how much water is there, and water is the only terrain that seems to have a mechanical difference because, like, you sink down into the water and you move slower. So, like, if there's a lot of water, if you're on, you know, Moana's planet or whatever, and, like, you have to deal with that, then that's one thing but generally speaking you can more or less stand damn near perfectly still because Mm -hmm. they will come to you and then you can shoot their faces off right so having a light and spry mech with low armor and that is super fast you would never do that there's absolutely no reason to do that you always end up falling in this kind of middle area where you're like well i want like medium to high armor I want as many, you know, homing missiles as I can carry and everything else I do not care about even in the slightest. Like, right. I actually, to to get money, which I want to talk about the money in a second, but to get money uh, to buy more missiles, I actually got rid of my jump jets completely because I was like, oh, once you have homing missiles, there is literally zero reason to fly ever. Like it, it serves no function unless you have a weapon that can only shoot straight in front of you, which homing missiles are homing missiles. So they home. Um, did you, did you know how to make it so you don't shoot straight in front of you? Yes. But with the homing missiles, it doesn't matter. Although it did right. take me a while to figure that out. Yeah, no, I, I actually kind of figured it out in combat where I imagined that my, my mech warrior, which is like drastically like slapping his HUD, like, why isn't this working? Cause I hit a button. Like I was just like trying buttons. I hit a button like while I was just happening to press down and all of a sudden my target like went straight <laughs> to the bottom. I'm like, no, 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 no. And so then like I was like, what how, how do I undo this? And like I just and then I, I I think I managed to pull it out or or just barely didn't. Um but yeah, no, that 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 was not telegraphed well. But no, uh no, the, the controls are not communicated in a super obvious way. Um but I do I wanna make sure we talk about the money because uh I don't know why they made this specific mechanical choice other than just in the service of being really forgiving, but the fact that you could sell or dial down any of your equipment and get full market value back for it was amazing because mm-hmm. it just, it, it, it's basically their way of saying like, Hey, you want to experiment? Knock yourself out. Like, if you add a bunch of armor and it costs you a hundred thousand credit bills or whatever the hell C bill stands for, quatlus, quatlus. If you, if you uh, C notes, if you, if you want to <laughs> add a bunch of armor and it costs you a bunch of C notes and then you realize like that's more armor than you need, you can sell back that armor and get full price. So like you can just dial the stat. It, it almost makes money a pointless third good because you can just dial the stats of your mech up and down willy nilly as long as you have this like mana pool of money. Right. And I at first I was like, oh, this is so weird. And then the third or fourth time I caught myself just flippantly experimenting with a loadout, I was like, oh, I get it. Okay. Because it, it makes <laughs> this possible and even like enticing because the penalty for failure is one lost mission. Right. And that's, and that's really, that is a good choice. And I think to, to kind of speak to what you were talking about before, where it's like different loadouts, different mechs should lend itself to different mission types, but there weren't any. Um, the, the version of it that I played, right, um, 
did have those different mission types. Like there was go destroy a target. There was escort a convoy. There was all sorts of wild different ones. I remember distinctly, like, you know, I had my, my big heavy hitting mech and, you know, just, I was like, this is not working for me. Let me try something else. And then I did get a small lithe, you know, mech and, and that worked well, you know? So, so I think that, whoever made it if, if the same company made it or or maybe another one picked it up i think that they knew that that was something that they wanted to do and they got like they kind of like built the the foundation with this game and then later titles actually were able to put a building on it but right now we're just in the cold rain with a foundation built around us being like <laughs> why why isn't this helping you know yeah so. no I, a lot of I feel like a lot of long-running series, when you go back to an earlier game in the series, you can see, oh, these designers were not stupid. They knew what the third or fourth entry in the series was going to be like, but the technology wasn't there, or the idea wasn't fully formed yet, or it wasn't until, you know, hours and hours of playtesting that they were like, oh, maybe this additional feature or functionality would add, like, this whole level of depth, right? So I... I, you know, part of me just wants to be like, I wish everything was better because then it, <laughs> then it would be better. But that's not really useful critique, right? Um, what I do think is a fair critique is uh, don't act like you have multiple mission types when really they are all turn in circles and fire rockets until right. the mission ends because that's what every there's like three or four different mission types and they're all turn in place and fire rockets until the mission ends. Exactly. Um, to, to, to bring it back to, uh, um, something we kind of touched on, uh, the negotiation mechanic. Um, <laughs> oh, you mean the option that doesn't work ever? That one? Yeah, that yeah. one. That, mm-hmm. again, like you said, like, even, because here's the problem is that even if it did work, I don't really think it's the right choice for this game. Because again, I think that it, it screws up the pacing, right? Because if, if it doesn't work, then it shouldn't be there at all, right? It's just, something that frustrates you for a little while and then you abandon it which is what i did and i assume you did right same z's yes yeah the other option is then you should negotiate every time like if it works intermittently then you should you should try you know every time which means that basically it's just now another unnecessary step right where it's just kind of like it's it's kind of like in all honesty most of the times when i go into a negotiation i, I don't know if this is a great negotiation mechanic negotiation negotiate you can can do this negotiation tactic negotiation tactic thank you (laughs) i got there um well the first thing that i do is i pretend i can't say negotiation (laughs) then (laughs) take take pity on me i'm dumb but no i literally just go in and be like this is the maximum that i can offer i'm not i'm not going to negotiate with you i'm not going to waste your time i'm not going to waste my time this is what i can offer like ooh, i don't i don't know i don't know if we can do this like that's fine then we got it then walk away you know like this is i'm not i'm not screwing with you i'm not this is this is our max you know well that that's depending on your situation you don't have to spill all the details of your life but depending on the situation you would use that tactic in you are optimizing for time like to to minimize time spent procuring this good or service right because it's like you know oh well you know if you had if you had stayed and haggled for that you know, honda civic you know you could have saved a thousand dollars and it's like yes but by not haggling i saved four hours and four hours of my life i've decided is worth 250 dollars an hour right so, but, yeah. so like there, there, there's a very real like i 
I'm paying money to be done sooner that I don't think is, un- <laughs> I mean, it, you have to have the funds to spend in that way, but I think in the game universe, they're essentially saying like, Oh, these are mercenaries and they're not soldiers. They're not just collecting a paycheck. They, they, you know, every job is up for debate on how much they're willing to, to risk their lives for those sweet sea bills. And it's like, yeah, but that's like thematic. Like, I don't want to actually do all that haggling. I just need to know that these are the kind of people that kill for money, right? right? Like I need to know that that theme is taking place. I don't want to then literally like review contracts with the people who are hiring me. Right. And that's the thing is that, you know, again, a, a way to offload that would be like, if you had like an acclaim ranking, you know, where it's just kind of like you're getting paid more because you are a highly acclaimed mercenary. So Basically, they're handling the negotiation part on you where it's just for you. We're saying like your negotiation tactics or your, um, you know, just your reputation itself is making this worth more versus like you've been flubbing everything. So it makes it worth less. That's actually not a great mechanic because it's a negative feedback loop. But, um, you know, <laughs> well, because they, the I worse mean, you, you do, the less money you'll be making. You, but that being you, said, if they wanted to have, have that in there. <laughs> hmm? You just have a baseline like mercenaries yeah. are worth this much, no matter how much they suck, yeah, how, how terrible they are. But anyways, you know, so I just felt that, again, that was just one of the the choices that they made. Like, I like the fact that they kind of like let you pick missions. You know, that's cool. But again, that that takes a little bit of time. I like that, you know, they, that you pick your loadout. That takes a little bit of time. So this one additional one to me is like the, the, the person saying, you know, like, hey, we've got three different flavors of ice cream, you know, like vanilla, chocolate or people. What? chocolate you know like it's <laughs> it's that we all of a sudden like now you're like no no wait a minute none of this adds up at all like we're because when they did that i'm like okay everything else i was just kind of like no do you you're, you're creating this time of depth now i'm wondering if you're just not being respectful of my time as a player you know <laughs> like that one makes me double back to the other ones and being like okay could you have done a better job streamlining some of this other stuff too because clearly you added this part in and you didn't really give a damn so Maybe you didn't care about some of this other stuff too. Yeah. And it's so I don't play sport ball video games generally. Um, but what I, uh, I exclusively I, play Mega Man soccer. That is it. That's it. <laughs> all, I've been lying about every single other game because all I play is Mega Man soccer. Uh, well, I assume that all of these are just different titles for Mega Man soccer. Like, <laughs> they're all, they're all offshoots and derivatives. Um, <laughs> But uh, I remember reading maybe like a cracked article or something like back in the day that was like an imaginary argument between like a super jock and a super nerd. And super mm-hmm. nerd is like going to bat for like D&D and Final Fantasy and like all these RPGs. And the super jock is saying like the only good games are like the Madden games. And then the super nerd pointing out that like all of the Madden games have these like obvious rpg elements where you can like send your team to the gym and it like raises their speed and strength and you can like hire a different coach in a different trade like these obvious rpg elements where you grow the characters on your team right and a lot of what they're doing in mech warrior feels like these really flimsy underpinnings right like not even the foundation but more like the blueprints for where the foundation will go. <laughs> so it's like, Oh, well these are mercenaries. So there's going to be this like haggling mechanic. And it's like, Oh, is that, is the haggling mechanic like useful or fun in any way? No, it's not. It's like, Oh, well there's, there's different missions and you can choose what mission you go on. It's like, Oh, are they, are they different or unique in any considerable way? No, they're really not. And it's like, so there's basically just a bunch of 
confirmation, like instead of pressing a to start the mission, I have to press a six times to start the mission. But those five additional a presses don't change anything. And that's where I worry to, you know, devil's advocate a little. I worry if you removed all of that theming and it's just like, oh, you don't pick your missions because the boss mercenary tells you where to go and who to kill. And that's where you get your money. So there's none, there's no negotiating, there's no mission select, there's none of this other nonsense. And like, you don't choose what your mech is equipped with because it's based on your rank. Like as your rank goes up, you just get a more powerful mech. Like if you pulled all those little faux RPG, faux character universe building mechanics out, like then you have no story, right? You have nothing. True. It's literally just press A to fire rockets, which is, I mean, that game might be super fun. I don't know, but like it, it would be a different game. For sure, it would be. I think that um, the biggest, I, <clears throat> I'm not sure that I, that you should pull out all of that, right? But I would rather you pull out like half of that and shore up the other half, you know? Like, I think that that's, kind of what i'm petitioning for and the yeah, one I, I would bail on negotiating mechanic in a hot second if it meant actual mission variety <laughs> yeah exactly um and i think that the to you know like the the pacing and kind of everything that we've discussed here kind of comes to my one final note on on gameplay mechanics which is that the game has wildly inconsistent cognitive load right so the issue is that you're given all of the time in the world to like make all of these like insane decisions, right? Um, which is, is is fine. That's great. And I mean, honestly, with the later Mech Warrior games, it's something I really enjoyed, you know, because it did have real honesty. Like where on your mech you put the weapons mattered, you know? Yeah, because if all your weapons are on the arms and the arms get blown off, you now have none weapons. Exactly. And that made a difference with like your mech type because some of the mech types like, oh, you could have a lot more weapons, but it's all in the arms and the legs. And that's what you're most likely to lose, you know. So so they, 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 they give you all this time to make and they force you to take all this time, to like make all these decisions. You can go to the mess hall and like talk to people, whatever. Right. And then all of a sudden, like so so that that cognitive load is pretty low. And then it's spikes dramatically when you're actually in a mission where you've got to like cycle theoretically cycle through your weapons maybe hit the jump jets walk around figure out where the bad guys are target them all of that other sort of stuff like again if you're not just using homing missiles you know like if you're theoretically using the complete broad spectrum of what the game offers right you know you're cycling through your weapons you're picking what weapon is the most appropriate all this sort of stuff so all of a sudden like you know you're used to like this game where it's like okay i'm allowed to like kind of slowly kind of take my time and oh god and then it just <laughs> And it just rockets straight back down into like the slow. So that's what makes the pacing feels weird. And it's what makes it kind of feel like a jumbled mess, in my opinion. It's just because like all of a sudden you're being taken from like five processes per minute to 50 and then back down to five after a minute, you know, and that's that's jarring to for a great counter example to that. Right. Is like, let's take Fallout. Right. Fallout three and Fallout four. Right. The vats. How, how did the perks work in those again? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Keep going. <laughs> well, if, if you remember correctly, you get one for every level, <laughs> and you can count at least five on your back. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, anyways, or at least those were my perks. Um, but <laughs> so the vat system is a great way to combat that, right? Because if you're used to, if you want like like a higher cognitive load, you can just blaze through the game and then never use the vat system. If you want a lower cognitive load, use the vat system. It allows you to slow down and take your time, right? But the fact that they they basically it during one section of the game pin what you're expecting to the cognitive load to be at 
A and then quintuple it and then drop it back down to that same level in like a minute, that's very jarring for the player. It is, and I think I, I agree with you, but I, I want to tease this apart just a, a little bit more because um, I, I think this is what you're getting at, but I'm, I'm going to go through a verification step now where we continue the discussion and then people download and listen to our discussion. Um, mm. <laughs> what, we can should... we, what can we call this? Uh, <laughs> a cast pod. Yes, yes, ship it. Um, <laughs> so I think, again, this is a little bit of an almost intentional theming choice where it's like, that's what life would be like, right? You're, you're sitting around thumb firmly implanted in your rectum and then the fire alarm goes off and you jump in your mech, you go take some human lives, you collect a paycheck and then you go back to thumb and rectum in holy matrimony, right? Like you would have these huge protracted parts of your life that seemed utterly dull and boring punctuated with terrifying moments of murder, right? Mm -hmm. So that is very on theme, but I think this is a, a problem video games struggle with and, and modern video games have gone way too far in the other direction. Like take a video game, like any of the Batman games. Okay. I want to spend basically none of my real life training to become Batman. But if I play a Batman video game, I would, <sighs> like to feel like Batman, right? Mm -hmm. And in older Batman games, like the platform, you know, the older platformer ones, like from this era, you have to like run and jump and climb trees and your ability to Batman out is largely tied to how fast you can thumbs all over your Super Nintendo controller, right? In the newer Batman games, it is just press X to murder people. And like you just press X and he's doing backflips and batarangs and jumping all over the place and doing all this crazy stuff. And like, that to me is way too far in the other direction. And it's like, because at that point you're just watching a Batman cartoon. And it's like, mm -hmm. I, I can already watch the Batman animated series that had that amazing voice actor do. Like that's already a thing I can do. So there's a sweet spot in between. I don't want to live the actual life of a mech warrior where every day is just a boring slog until the mech warrior <laughs> alarm goes off. Like, that's too close to real, but I also don't want the game to just be the second I put the cartridge in my Super Nintendo before I even hit the power switch. I'm already in combat, and it's this yeah. like super into you know what I mean? Like right, right when you enter and your name is <laughs> Thrill House, like all of a sudden it just blasts you away. Yes, yeah. I I don't know how close to either of those extremes the virtue is. Like it's definitely not right in the middle. I think it's a closer to the action side though like give me a little bit more of the exciting part of this person's life like when i open a book about harry potter i need to know a little bit about the boring parts of his life and i want to know a lot about the magical parts right even yeah. though the boring parts make up way more of the volume of his life please spend most of your words on the page on the magical parts this i feel like is the same thing like yeah okay mech warrior you're in the mess hall you're asking people about where there's jobs but spend a little more time on the job. Well, and I think that um I, I think that you're right. I think that that Mech Warrior is a very realistic depiction of I mean, having never been a soldier myself, but you know, like like of that type of like mercenary kind of like lifestyle. But that being said, that we we've said that it's consistent theming 
it to real life. However, the game itself is not consistently themed to real life, right? So I think that's where that that kind of breaks down is that the game isn't about like for, for example to just juxtapose a game that does this well, Spec Ops the Line, right? <laughs> Okay. All right. <laughs> right. Because that game, right. It has slippy, slippy, like targeting, right. Like it has like all these, these things that kind of make it kind of more gritty and kind of feel weird and a little bit off. Right. And then they tie that back to the theme of the mission, which is PTSD. Right. Mm, mm. You know, this game doesn't ever do that. It doesn't ever like if, if they said like, you know, Hey, feeling a little jarred and like out of control, right? Like that's like, like if the, if the narrative of the game was about like the fact that you're going to go destroy this like horrible corporation, but you yourself become like this, the, the quest for vengeance destroys you as a person because of like how much strain it puts you under, then forcing the character through that similar narrative, I'd be on board with, but the whole thing, theme of it is you are a fantastical mech warrior you know so i the player shouldn't you know i think that that in that case you would definitely if that's the theme is you know like you're basically tony stark but bigger (laughs) but constantly in the hulkbuster armor right (laughs) and (laughs) then it should be closer on that like action side where you know it should feel seamless not feel like uh, this horrible burden that you're carrying unless again they wanted to theme that out in which case i would be i I would honestly be very interested in that game you know but uh i'd love to see that super the that box art with the the nintendo seal of approval where it's like mech warrior colon that horrible burden you're bearing (laughs) that and there's there's the name of the episode right there (laughs) mech warrior colon that horrible burden you're bearing so Okay, so so let's do the wrap. So uh, for you, how did this hold up? Uh, it, 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 this is nostalgia goggles required. Like big old Ray Ban nostalgia goggles. Big old Ray Ban exclusive <laughs> <laughs> nostalgia goggles. No, I mean, like honestly, did it did it hold up? No. Um, did the the series hold up? Absolutely. Like like what they've done with this foundation is is very good, fun, interesting. Um, I can't. I haven't played all the games in the series, so I can't say that they're all gems, but um, definitely the ones I have played, I can see the, you know, like ape beginning to walk upright, you know, like, like, <laughs> yes, yes, soon, but not, not now, not, not like this. This is not it. So yeah, no, this is, this is not, don't, don't, don't play this game. <laughs> so I'm, I'm with you on the firm nostalgia goggles. Uh, the one thing that I found Whenever there's like a firm nostalgia goggles ranking for a game, it frustrates me if I enjoyed playing the game that I'm like, mm. oh yeah, you wouldn't, you don't play this, but I'm going to go over here and enjoy it. And, <laughs> and the reason that I, I think I landed where I did is uh, it is delightful for about 10 to 30 minutes, you know, 30 minutes is really pushing it, but like you know, you get a solid 10, 10, 15, 20 minutes out of this where you're like, oh, this is fun. Like I'm, 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 I'm responsible for this mech and like, it's mine. And I'm like shooting dudes and like, okay, rock on. Um, but I just, I, my crushing burden for this game was like, I don't know why I'm doing any of the things I'm doing. And it was such a friggin' chore to like go into the cafe and talk to people that I just didn't. Yeah. So like, as far as I know, I, I can't, I don't know if I came within seconds of beating the game or if I was never going to beat it based on the actions I was taking, like I had no concept of what I was doing or why. And that to me 
devolves this into a pure combat experience is I enjoyed the combat experience, but it's so short and they're so spaced out that it's just like, I, I'm I'm just here for the homing missiles. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think that, you know, kind of what I mentioned before was just kind of like all, all of this wonder and splendor makes me wonder why I should give a damn. And like, like I said, like it, it becomes better, but, but you know, like, like if, if everything that came later was mech warrior, this is really just meh warrior. The curtain falls. The music plays, the credits roll, then it all fades to black, and you're left by yourself, the fanfare is gone, there's no player two, there by your side to share victories won, but as you slowly progress, down the hall to your bed, a few great events leak back into your head from the time that you spent traversing the land, battling evil, fighting the darkness, just sword in hand. Your memories creeping with the end of a smile. You realize again 